clubhouse. It looks like we're seeing smart waters well beyond coming into the main show. Um, I guess also to the cast. Um, how are we going to see the cast up their game and, and deal with the new threat facing them? Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um, I think with the walkers, in some ways, it's a throwback to some walkers we saw back in the very, very first season of The Walking Dead, but not everybody ever encountered those walkers. It's almost like it was a variant that just was regional, and um, anytime there's a change to the rules, um, that means that our, our people just need to be that much more on their game because they're realizing that the methods that they use to survive don't quite work the same way. And so our survivors being very, very smart, um, they're gonna try to adjust to that, but that'll just be one of many of the conflicts that they're dealing with uh, in the final block of episodes. In a world beyond Mars, I, I just would say that, oh, sign, Bob Bird's smart. For, for the water. There's something going on there. But uh, I wouldn't put it on camera. Thank you. Hi, my name is Kathleen. I'm Fox 5. What has been your biggest takeaway from working on this production for a final series of the Hard Brothers? Could you repeat that? Your biggest takeaway from working on this production. Well, thank you for signing my name. Thank you for that. Uh, I feel like the biggest takeaway from this production throughout, really, at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is that we have really is our community. And I think the things that we do is for, is for our community. And what keeps us human is also our community, the things that we do for each other. And I think that that is what The Walking Dead, this, the themes that you see throughout the seasons, whatever the storyline is, it's always about the community. In other words, it's about your family. Uh, Damon Martin, Remind of the Living Dead. Uh, question for Scott and Angela, but I, I guess I will answer that so much of serialized storytelling these days is about how you stick the landing. You know, it seems like shows are so largely judged on how you stick the landing. I think of Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad shows like that are judged so harshly on whether they stick the landing. Now, your show's a little different because we know we're getting more shows, but how important was it for you to stick the landing with this final season? Um, I think anytime you are tasked with ending um, a story, um, and this is true for any show, I think, everybody wants to stick the landing, but you know, for particularly for us, this is something that's been so important to our fans, the community that stuck with us, and for us too, we are all passionate about this show. We love this show. We love working with each other. And so we want to do do it well, do it right. Um, I hope we've done that. You know, I think um, we've just been working on some of the post-production processes for the finale, which Greg directed. I co-wrote um, this, but many of this wonderful cast um, have important parts to play. And, um, and I think it's just, I hope that the audience will go along on the ride with us. I mean, it was definitely, it's definitely a challenge. You know, we, other shows that you're talking about, you know, Game of Thrones had, what, five seasons? Breaking Bad had six seasons. I mean, 11 seasons. So our, our story, we continued to evolve. The story really did change, you know. The exciting thing for me after 
season one is that I'm like, okay, finally everybody else catches up to me and realizes how cool zombies are. <laughs> I grew up in the George Romero world where Night of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, that was sort of like my gospel. Uh, and, you know, Frank Darabont used to say to me that the, the show was always about survival. He, you know, he chose the, he had always wanted to do uh, a zombie apocalypse story. We had talked about something years before The Walking Dead even, comic book even came out. So it was sort of like a match made in heaven. Frank put the ensemble cast together with Sarah and John and Stephen and Melissa and Norman. And, you know, the show certainly has evolved uh, since then. But we definitely felt like we had an obligation to make sure that we stuck the landing. And that, that was very prevalent in our thinking. Everybody, you know, all the actors in the crew, when we were on set, were like, can't screw this up. Because all eyes genuinely end up on the last episode. You know, you can talk about Seinfeld, you can talk about Ash, you can talk about all these great shows that we loved. And most of the time, the, uh, the historical relevance of the show was judged on the last episode. So we, we really struggled and agonized and buckled, uh, buckled in to make sure that it served the fans of the show. You know, there were moments that I shot with each of these people to serve their characters that, that really went to the heart of the show. Good question. Thanks. Jillian from the Nighttime Owl. Scott, I want to pick your brain for a bit. What was the reason from, from the Rick movies to now exclusive for Ames Plus? You sure you don't want to ask another question? <laughs> <laughs> I had some answers. Well, no, I, I, I actually, it's we're doing the show for AMC Plus. We're doing six episodes. It's going to be this epic love story, but that's all we got to say. That's why I was like, you sure you don't want to ask another question? Because <laughs> I'm a fan, Joe. Into it, but I can't wait for it though. Hello, Derek from the Geekdom Fancast. Lovely to see you all. Um, I want to involve all of you, so I'll just ask a simple question. If you could choose to have one character that is deceased to have made it longer, who would it be? Herschel. He's doing very well. Has a movie <laughs> opening. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Actually, there was an armadillo that Norman killed in one episode. I think he should have been on Hawk. I think he ate it, right? He did, he did. He cooked it and ate it. I think that armadillo did not get enough. Yeah. Yeah, I destroyed the whole front porch of her house. Those houses are up for sale now for like a million dollars each. I guess I guess for me it's the little girl in the first episode with the bunny and the, and the doll. I wish she would have lived a little longer. I'll say call. <laughs> <laughs> we had a tug on our hearts. <laughs> Come on, Michael, make you good, Michael. What do you got, Michael? Make you good, baby. I hate being on the spot, you know? Like, uh, character that probably did service, but uh, uh, Mercer and Max's father. This, this book, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I would say Tyrese. Tyrese and his mighty hammer and his huge muscles and bigger heart. <laughs> Which I think was one of the best episodes we ever. I get yeah, this thing's going on. It's so one of the best episodes. I still, I get text, we get text messages from chat at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> but that episode of Super Pets was, was uh, really, you know, a, 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 great, a, a great opportunity to sort of get into those final moments as to what he was going through. And uh, I think it was what's the What's the title of that episode? Is it what's it's, happening and what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I think that episode where the chat. When we're in Georgia, I drive past the housing complex that we, we did it at, which was, uh, you know, a tip to the comic. It was Wiltshire Estates. Shire. Uh, it was Wiltshire, which, which Andy was like, what are you talking? Like, he's from, you know, England. He's like, what are you, what are you playing this guy? But that, that was just one of the best experiences. I have a question for you, Scott. I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. We were just in Hall Beach, which had, which had like 7,000 people in it, right? Sure. You had no mask. There's <laughs> 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 like 50 motherfuckers in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll be playing the role of Dr. Fauci. <laughs> you know, we got a high ceiling here, but uh, you know, I guess this, this actually is as a. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> subtitles. Subtitles. Oh my gosh. I'd like to withdraw the question. <laughs> Let's go to the next question. Oh Nigeria Chambers, Fable Bell Media. Uh, I would love to know everybody's reaction to the news of Rick and Michonne's series, seeing their friends, Andy and 
denied returning to the screen. We knew already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a conversation in Northern I had about a year ago where they said, wouldn't it be great if, uh, if you know, it, it's, it's funny because it feels like a long time ago that they left the show, you know, it, I guess story-wise. But, you know, having been together for so long, and then the story continues, so, you know, we all keep in touch, and we all talk all the time. So it was, you know, conversations about the movie, conversations about this, and, you know, I remember Norman was said, said one of the most interesting books one day. He's like, man, if Rick and Gerald got together, he's like, Let's be more of an asshole if you're Robin. <laughs> yeah. He's more foul-mouthed Robin than we're accustomed to, I'm sure. Yeah, I think, what, didn't, didn't Birdball get offered Rick at one point and he chose Shane instead? I think it's the same reason. I don't know if it was a choice, but he was in the right. He, he definitely auditioned Uh, hi, I'm Aaron Proto with Inverse.com, Mr. Nick Tariff, I'm supposed to be here. Yes. Um, over the years, we've randomly had conversations about the different zombie nods that you've thrown in as a fan of Romero and other old school zombie mm -hmm. entertainment. Uh, it's a two-part. Do you have a favorite piece that you've thrown in over the years as a nod, and is there anything you should be looking out for in these final episodes? Yeah, there's, there's a couple coming up uh, in, in the last, I, probably in the premiere, there might be one that might be a little obvious, but it's, it's fun. But, you know, it's, it's my way, again, always to sort of pay tribute to the genre that I love, you know? And we, I feel like we've done every tribute walker that we could think of, so we've kind of drifted to other genres in a couple episodes coming up. But it's just, you know, my way of being able to sort of tell the fans that we're on this experience together. I'm representing the Brazilian fans today. And this question actually comes directly from a fan. Uh, I was just wondering uh, to the entire cast, if possible, um, regarding when it comes to the evolution of your characters from the first episode that you showed up at the show up until now, what's the, the one thing, the one characteristic that sort of impresses you the most? Uh, I think uh, his honesty, uh, he's very honest, he doesn't really lie to anybody, you know, he says what he means, means what he says. Uh, uh, for Eugene, I would say his heart um, and selflessness, I think that obviously when we first meet him, he's a very selfish man, um, and I think where he is now, he would lay down his life for his friends if it meant that his friends uh, could continue. Uh, fighting a good fight, and, and that to me is uh, a great evolution for the time. Um, was on 
it folded into some flames nicely. It folded into some issues. Because the finale is about completing the Walking Dead story, not starting out spinoffs. There's room for those spinoffs. But full on, the Walking Dead finale concludes the story of this 11 years. And uh, we didn't want the spinoffs to get in the way of that satisfaction. Um, they, they live together. They live together, I think, very nicely. I think that leads my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's right. I think the goal is that even if there were no spin-offs, it would feel like there is a closure to the show itself. Because the show itself needs its own ending. But, you know, doors are left open as they so often are in life and as they were even in the ending of the comic. You know? It's like there's always a story that's continuing once the story that you tell on screen has ended. So that's the spirit. Which was funny because we didn't even know the comic was ending. I think it was like, oh, that's well, right. <laughs> by the way, the comic's over. We, we were, I think we were on set one day going, huh, it's done. And that's how they ended it. Which was, of course, for us, we were like, yeah, we got the story. And here's where we are at Commonwealth. And then we're like, oh, the comic book's done. We're like, whoa. <laughs> interesting. I think they should do a spinoff of the making of the zombie TV series. <laughs> well, I heard about the Withers thought about the making of a very oh, yeah. special zombie movie. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we're we're gonna do a we're gonna do a movie about the making of the death. That's that's great. Who's starring in this movie? Uh, I think there's a I know a lot of people on this panel. <laughs> but it's exciting because it's kind of you know like the Ed Wood version of like George Romero. Learning how to you know, putting a team together. Thank you. Good question. Yeah. Thank you. By the way, no pressure. This question better be fun. I feel a little pressure. Uh, I'm Asher Friedberg with the Illuminati. I'm really curious. This goes for the cast and crew. Uh, which character, still alive or dead, or even your own characters, do you feel you connect with the most? Hard pass. <laughs> uh, I'd say Melissa, Isaac, Carol, and Rick. Uh, probably the most. I know Connie, Connie and Daryl connect quite a bit. Judith, of course, I connect with all these guys, absolutely. Um, who do we connect? I'm sorry, I was concentrating on my joke. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't fuck this up. But it was who, who, who do we identify with most characters? Yeah, either dead or alive, dead, or if they your own. Um, I, Dale, I, uh, I mean, the, the older I get, the more kind of balanced in my views I become of just like, hey, what's the right thing? What's, you know, how do we, uh, how do we make sure I'm doing the right thing? You know? Oh, wait, did I use it? <laughs> you can change, change your answer. Is this who Norman connects with or who Daryl connects with? <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. Uh, let me think. Um, dog, maybe. Not Not Father Gabriel. What? It's not Father Gabriel. You don't connect to being the black man. I didn't want to. Uh, maybe Connie I like, Judith I like, even Mercer I like, but you guys know that's what I'm talking about. I don't know, I just hate the, you know, the, the crossover joke between black and white, but I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm drawn to Judith. I'm drawn to Judith. I'm drawn to like, you know, what's it like to, to grow up as a child in a zombie apocalypse and, you know, have all this history of heroism that, you know, rains down on your head and that the people coming to depend on you for some kind of leadership position and you're, you know, still dealing with maturing and growing and, and, and you know, your brain's still developing. You know, so I, I think Judith is a fascinating character that that, that uh, Callie just did an amazing job with. And I think that I could I could rock that character too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Jessica. Um, I'm a child. I'm not sure if I understand your question clearly. Is your question which character resonates the most to me personally? You, um, yes, it's a tough question. So, okay, so please don't get me wrong, but I have to say Connie, because I feel like it is my job as an actor to really connect with the character that I'm portraying. So, of course, I mean, I love the characters on the show, all the characters, but which character do I actually connect with mostly? The one I actually have to play. So I think, you know, her, um, her is what she does becomes mine, and that becomes Connie, and I think as a person, that's who I connect with the most, so Connie. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. I've only seen seasons nine and ten. So. Uh, Are you saying you're too young to watch the show? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I don't know. It's a hard She's an honest character. We'll say that. That's very honest. Uh, from my experience as season, I, I think Mercer and Mike connect well with Angel. And it's a good vibe, you know, like, it's, it's like you, you share that look on set and it's like, oh, no, <laughs> you know, I, I, yeah, the, the energy, I, I love it. Thank you so much. That was a good question. You did good. Press was off. You did look up. My name is uh, Karma Savage with Second Union, and my question is, which one episode of the final episodes of the series do we as an audience need to prepare ourselves emotionally for, and which of these do we choose to help with the preparation? Valium, whiskey, or wine? <laughs> Finale, all three is always good. <laughs> <laughs> Finale. Um, yeah, mix and match is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, consult your doctor first. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken from a doctor. 
is I stand in solitary with all these fine people. Oh, yeah, I thought that would get a much bigger reaction. <laughs> Oh, it's always good when you have to ask for it. <laughs> this is going to be our last question. Oh, wow. Everyone just shout your question at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one. Oh, wow. Hi, I'm Bambi from Nerds and Beyond. Uh, my question was, is there a plot or storyline for your character, either the next season or the last season, um, or in the past that has happened that you wish happened differently? <laughs> this, this might hurt. <laughs> I wish that Father Gabriel and Rosita had, had gotten together sooner. I think, you know, I, I, I think that they're a formidable pair. Yeah, I know, it rankles Josh. Because, you know. <laughs> but whatever. But I think that if they would have gotten together sooner, I think that we could have saved um, Avi Nash's character some trauma and death. I think, um, I, I, I still think that Abraham would still be alive. He would have, you know, signed off on their little union. I think a lot of people would still be alive if Father Gabriel and Edwards had that time they signed I mean, I'm happy with Eugene's art and the stories and stuff, but something, Seth, you and I have talked about over the years, back in season five when the group had, uh, arrived to Alexandria, and this was pulled from the comics, there was a moment, um, talk about God. yeah, we just have a conversation about the existence of God, and, um, and, you know, for the, the things get cut out for time and all that stuff, and so we, we actually, we got cut from the script, and then we, so we actually never shot it, but then we've had, like, small, tiny versions of that, where there might be a, a, a moment or two, um, like an echo, yeah, and and we'll just look at each other and go, this is oh, they're just this is this is that conversation and that one grunt that yeah. we're giving to each other. But um, that's something that I wish we could have explored because uh, I think we were both kind of connected to telling that. I think we we're both really looking forward to having more work, quite frankly. And uh, uh, yeah, we weren't uh, given uh, the opportunity to shine in that regard. However, we were able to shine in other regards in the show, and I'm forever grateful. Thank you all for coming. Are there no other questions for Father Gabriel? <laughs> 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 Thank you. 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 Thank Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Pod Clubhouse.